Today's Survivor Exit interview is sponsored by NatureBox. NatureBox ships great-tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and start snacking smarter with healthy, delicious treats like dark cocoa almonds. Support the podcast by ordering a free NatureBox sampler box at naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. That's right. Free NatureBox snacks are found at naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here, and we are back with our Survivor Exit interview talking with the latest player voted out of Survivor San Juan del Sur. And that, of course, is the great Val Collins, who is going to be probably remembered for telling everybody she had two immunity idols when she actually, in fact, had zero. But I'm very much looking forward to her because I got to watch the episode a second time this morning. I have some new thoughts on it from Survivor Know-It-Alls last night. So uh, we'll talk to Val in just a moment, of course, last night. I'm still recovering a little bit from our live Survivor Know-It-Alls show at the Gotham Comedy Club. It was really, really fun to get to go to see everybody from Rob Has a Planet. A lot of people traveled very far to be out there to be with us last night. Really, really fun show. If you haven't checked out that show yet, that is up on RobHasAWebsite.com. Still working on editing the video. It's taken a bit longer than I thought. I shot the video in HD and I'm working out on my laptop, which doesn't have as much of the rendering chops as my computers that I have at home. So I'm a little limited with that. But by nighttime, East Coast time, we're going to have that up for you guys, uh, assuming that I am able to upload it at a reasonable time at my in-law's apartment or, or at my in-law's house, I should say. And really, anytime you get a chance to uh, record podcasts in your in-law's basement. You got to do it. It's Nothing makes you feel better about the direction that your life has taken than uh, sitting at a folding table in uh, your in-law's basement recording podcasts. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun, fun treat. And so that is what I'll be doing uh, all week long uh, until I get back to LA. And so you may hear dogs barking at times in these podcasts. I apologize for that. You may hear babies crying and uh, all of these elements are a little bit further out of my control than normal, but hopefully it won't be uh, too distracting at any point in the next couple days. We're going to have our big podcast coming up with Jonathan Penner joining me later on today. Very excited to talk to Penner in just a little bit. And of course, we're going to get to your voicemails later on tonight with Nicole Cesarino. So make sure you get your voicemails in. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. I see that we have Val on the lines. Let's go ahead and patch her through. Val, how are you? Tired and pissed. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not pissed, but let's let's get into this, Val. Who? Uh, why are you so pissed? Uh, I, I mean, it's it's just tough watching. You know, it it brings up everything that you wanted to happen in the game, and and uh, it's. I mean, it is what it is, but. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I was a little miffed that I, I, you know, the realities, again, uh, being in the wound that I'm out of the game so early. Well, not good that you're pissed, but good because I want to talk about this, Val, because I watched the episode last night and I talked about it on our Survivor Know-It-Alls, but then I watched it again this morning and I feel like, you know, I am a bit more bullish on what you did because I feel like, Val, correct me if I'm wrong, if you didn't uh, say the lie about the two immunity idols, were you going home anyway? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like... Really, Rob? I mean, who remembers the first two people that actually leave Survivor? I do. You do. But most people, I mean, in the first couple weeks 
of the series, people and don't always get to make moves, and they don't because a lot of times it is exactly what happened to Nadia. It's the blind side. Um, it's you know you haven't really people haven't necessarily majority of them haven't figured out where they lie in their tribe or their alliance. And I knew that I was a huge target. Um, I knew it was a huge target actually when Nadia went home. I was surprised they didn't go home when Nadia went home. So, I mean, in Survivor, I was like, I'm going to make some moves. If I'm going home, I'm not going out without a fight. I'm not going to do, you know, I'm going to try and stir up as much as I can and um, see what happens. Okay, now, Val, let me ask a question. Now, was it too ambitious to say you had two immunity idols? What if you just said you had one immunity idol? I don't know. I mean, is being ambitious ever is it ever wrong to be too ambitious? Sometimes. I mean, if this this game, um, I already had a target, and the biggest thing with them was they weren't even my tribe wasn't even like, oh, there's no way she has two idols. They were more on the they they weren't even sure themselves. Exile hadn't been done in so many years in Survivor. We have. Um, some kids that are in their twenties that maybe they were in junior high the last time they did it, <laughs> and um, you, I also have people in my tribe that I'm still trying to figure out who actually was the big Survivor fan in the family. You know who was actually um, applying for the show. So they, or you know, was the main person um, that got on the show. So me saying that I had um, the two is because they were so convinced about flushing out the other one idol. That's all the kids. They was like flushing out. Was, they weren't even in the, in the mindset like I don't have, um, that I don't have two. And so I wanted them to think that if I flushed out one, um, that they weren't going to be easy to flush out another. Just to try and get the heat off of me, basically. Yeah. I think maybe saying you have two maybe made a little bit of a bigger target of like, damn, we got to watch out for this Val. She's got two idols already. Yeah, it was. But, you know, it definitely, definitely put a bigger target on my back. But once you have a target on your back, there was, um, it, it's like, how big is a target? Target on your back is target on your back, yeah. you know, really. Um, so if I was, if I was having a target on my back that I really felt like it was really hard for me to get out of I was going to do anything and and being ambitious about saying that I had two to try to get them off of me I mean our tribe was a mess we had lost three challenges everybody's emotions are high there's a amount of paranoia that's that's going on and um even more than like the two eyes, if you really thought about it, it was, which is what I was trying to think about what each person may have been thinking about um, me as a um, as a tribe mate was, you know, here I went to exile, then my husband goes to exile, right? Uh, my husband has emotionally charged the, tr- the tribes by getting emotional um, the first day. And the first day is when you're most the most emotionally secure. So if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at myself, I'm thinking, okay, she, her husband is emotionally connected with people. Um, they're, them as a couple is emotionally connecting. Then she goes to exile and possibly has an idol. Um, her husband goes to exile and he possibly has an idol. Now she's walking up with John who now might possibly have an idol since she's a, thinking I've already found an idol. So going into it, there's a possibility if later on I would have my husband, possibly John, possibly Julie, possibly Keith and Wes if, if the firefighters pull together. That's a pretty strong person regardless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether I had one or two. If people are really gaming and thinking like I was thinking. But that's how far I was thinking. I was thinking, there's a target on me regardless. So I'm going to play it out as hard as I can. Okay. Val, 
I want to know at any point, did you consider going to John Rocker and saying, you know what, actually, Mr. Rocker, I actually, I don't have any idols. So that you, I know you want me to play an idol. I don't have any idols. Did you consider that or you felt good about the putting your votes on Baylor? Um, No, I never was a hundred percent secure about um, not telling John, but I didn't trust John. And when, I talked to John, and I knew that he had found the other idol. Again, he wasn't even questioning the fact that he was still saying, just play your idol, play one of your idols. They really, um, you know, did not 100% believe that I didn't have it. And when I was talking to John, if I thought John was a a little bit, wasn't playing both sides of it, and actually um, was more in tune to how the game worked, the fact that I, um, you know, couldn't have had it if he had it, you know, um, possibly, then I would have been more open to strategizing with him and, and, um, and seeing where he was at. But like I said, my tribe wasn't really there strategically yet. You know, it was like, you know, everyone was kind of flip floppy. And so I figured if, if anything, that was the, the only chance I had was to be a little bit dramatic and try to play that out. Okay, Val, we're about halfway through our time. I got to pick up the pace a little bit. So we're going to go a little, a little more rapid fire. So right. I, I want to know, how come the uh, the tribe, if they thought that you had the idol, okay, they want to flush your idol, but then they wanted to put votes on Baylor. But to, in my mind, I feel like Jacqueline would be the more natural person to put the votes on because Jacqueline also voted against Nadia. Why did the tribe want to say potentially get rid of Baylor instead of Jacqueline? Uh, I think that... Baylor, everybody knew that she was the one that was more flippy. I think that they knew that um, Baylor was playing both sides on the tribe all around, and um, and everybody knew it. And that's why I, I was she was the easiest person for me to bring up at tribal. Now, after you saw the episode last night, did it feel like to you that had John Rocker not gone and taken you aside and done exactly what Josh said when Josh said, okay, let's do 3-3, but don't say anything to Val. And then right after that, John Rocker goes and walks off with you. And then ultimately, it looks like Josh was the one that switched his vote to make it a 4-4 tie and not a 5-3 vote that would have saved you. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like had John Rocker not taken you aside that you would have made it through the vote last night? I think definitely the way John played it, um, it, it, it threw so much attention. That's what I mean, coming back from exile. Anybody that I walked off with, anybody that I, anytime I walked off by myself, I was being watched like a hawk. And so I think that, um, you know, John, though, I mean, again, to his credit, he professional athletes also go out pretty quickly. So he was trying to play it safe, you know. He wanted to um, secure his alliance in case I, I didn't make it through, I think. So um, him, you know, kind of giving a bone to the boys was what he thought was strategic, you know. But if he just stayed with what he, we had originally spoken, didn't go back to the boys and tell them what we spoke about, then, yeah, I think I would have been um, still there. Now, what's your take on Baylor? You got into a little bit of a heated exchange with her at Tribal Council uh, last night. Do you think that Baylor was a a, a good player, or was she somebody who uh, you felt like was immature? Oh, I don't think she was a good player. I think she was just. A, I think she was a follower. I don't think she strategically. Um, you saw Josh. She was going to do whatever Josh did. She was going to do whatever the the boys um, did. I don't think that she was strategically. Um, somebody that was running anything on, on our tribe, you know, she was just trying to stay alive and I don't blame her. I mean, she, and she had, um, 
two other guys that were her age that socially she was able to um, closely relate to. So uh, they had that connection that I think worked for her, you know, starting out. How bad was it for you to have to go spend those first three days on exile? It was horrible. It I, was, I'm talking about strategically. How much did it, how much did it hurt you? Had you not gone to exile in those first three days, would you have been voted out second? Are you, are you talking about strategically or the elements? I, I don't care about the elements. I want to know about strategically. Oh, strategically it killed me. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of days, everybody's free to walk around. You're expected to walk around, look at camp. You're expected to go find, you know, logs and um, st- stuff to build your shelter. By the time I got there, that stuff's already done. So anything anyone does walking off is obvious. If you walk up with somebody, it's obvious. Um, if you're looking for stuff, it's obvious. Like, you know, me doing it coming back, all eyes were on me, you know, and um, not being able to kind of get to know everybody on the same level playing field and being outnumbered by the men was a huge disadvantage. I needed to be there socially, especially since the women were outnumbered. What did you think of the deal that Jeremy and John Rocker ended up making of, you know, try you try to protect her. I'll try to protect Julie. Um, did Were you excited when John Rocker came back and told you about this? No, again, I felt like I, I, I honestly and, and Jeremy and I have talked about this, and this is the tough thing about blood versus water. A lot of the stuff that you know your, your loved one does impacts your game, and that's that to me. I was going into this not wanting people to know I was a police officer, trying to fall you know under the radar and just you know play up the mom card. Um, I I really felt like I didn't want to trust John. So then when he came back and said that, you know, he was working with Jeremy, it it forced my hand earlier than I was ready to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it threw another wrench in what I was, you know, what I was trying to do. I initially, I wanted to break up the alliance between, like, the young kids, you know, and separate that um, by getting Baylor out. Um, and I tried to do that a little bit, but John coming into it and then having somebody else again playing both sides of it against me, like Baylor did and kind of Josh did, it was just another angle that I had to be more concerned about, you know, and um, I didn't, you know, Jeremy doing it, I understood why he did it, but it definitely did, again, put me in a position where I had to play off of what his instinct was and not my own. So Val, true or false? Okay. This is going to be very, very uh, very only, only two answers to this question, true or false, because of the way that Jeremy started the game and was a little a little mouthy to start off, which got him called into the first duel, which ultimately sent you to Redemption Island. True or false, it's Jeremy's fault that you got voted out second. Ah, uh, false. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll go. We'll, we'll go with that. I think it might be true. I think it might be I, true, Val. I mean, I definitely think that his position, but I ultimately, again, I think that um, I think that I had a whack, stinking tribe. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it happens. It go to exile could have been a difference, but. Ha- but also having four women was a huge difference in that. And then losing was a big difference. All those things in the first week are huge paranoia for a tribe, you know, and 
obviously Keith went to exile, but his tribe um, is winning. So he has a position to socially play the game a little bit longer. Okay, one more question for you. Now, you are, of course, a police officer. And now coming into the game, there was so much talk about police officers and telling people, I'm a construction worker going back from Tony in the last season. Did you tell people your, uh, your occupation? And if so, did anybody balk at the fact, oh, no, another police officer, cops are us? No, I didn't tell anybody I was a police officer. I told everybody I was a realtor and they believed it. Okay, so. good. Good. What's um, better to say, your realtor or construction worker? Realtor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, prob- that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Um, well, Val, th- uh, really nice to talk to you. You were you were my wife Nicole's pick. I know a lot of pe- a lot of people uh, thought you were going to go very very far. So I'm disappointed to see hey, you Robert, go. Who was your pick? I picked. Well, I picked Reed, but don't say don't say anything uh, about about my pick. We're only going to talk about Nicole's pick, which was you. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> but I will have to say that, that I'm going to look at the silver lining here for you because I remember on the last Blood versus Water, the second person who got voted out was a woman and her significant other, the great Tyson Apostle, went on to win the whole season. So if if the if the tradition holds true, that maybe there could be a winner in the Collins family after all. True story. True story. All right. Well, Val, thank you so much for coming on with me and uh, all the best to you. And we'll be watching Jeremy uh, for as far as he can take it. Thanks so much, Rob. All right. Take care, Val. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was Val Collins here on Robin's Podcast. And I would say that I would officially put Val on the people that got a raw deal list. I mean, she's not one of the most raw deal people. She's not a top five raw dealer of all time, but she really didn't have a lot of say in what ultimately ended up happening to her. And, and, you know, to really pick on Val for throwing a Hail Mary, it's sort of like, you know, she's already down in the game. Like, it's the fourth quarter, and it's like 31-7, to and, you know, she has like the butt fumble at that point. She's just really trying to make something happen. So I'm not going to kill Val in our assessment. Let the history show that I will not kill Val uh, for this move, even though I kind of did a little bit last night. But after further review, I don't think it was really uh, a such a terrible thing anyway so we are going to have our big podcast coming up uh, later with jonathan penner make sure you're subscribed to rob as a podcast for that rob has a website.com slash itunes now we've talked a lot about two idols and telling people you have two idols but how about me telling you i've got two words and those two words for you are free snacks and yes i'm going to give you the chance to get some free snacks so you could put down that candy bar and potato chips or raw fish because you don't have a flint to make a fire because all that stuff's not good for you and you should do what I do, get delicious natural snacks at naturebox.com because Naturebox gives me plenty of snacks, delicious snacks, and I don't feel guilty about eating them because they're better for me because they've got zero artificial ingredients, zero trans fats, and zero high fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks that are low in sugar and without gluten. And anytime, you know, I feel the way that John Rocker feels about all sorts of different people about gluten. I am I am totally intolerant about gluten because when the afternoon slump comes, and it's coming today, I can tell you that right now, and when I'm hungry and irritable, check and check, uh, here's what I do. Grab some peanut butter nom-noms from your nature box or how about a baked sweet potato fries or my favorite, dark cocoa almonds. It's very good and 
it's also very good for you. And I want to give you the chance to get your Nature Box for free with a sampler box featuring five of the most popular snacks. Top five, baby. You heard me. Free snacks. So go get your free trial. Go to naturebox.com slash RHAP. Stay full. Stay strong. Do what I do and snack smarter. Be the smartest snacker never to eat something bad for you. How about that? Go to naturebox.com slash RHAP. Get your free sampler box of delicious snacks. And you're welcome. You're welcome for those free snacks. Thank you, Nature Box. All right. So uh, that is going to about do it for this podcast. It's going to be a, a fun day. Again, we're very excited to talk to Penner. Uh, Penner threw some shade at me on Twitter. He said uh, that, you know, uh, my impression of him is so bad, it's worse than when he used to do a Don Ho impression when he was a kid. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. William Shatner and Jeff Probst are in a Twitter feud. So, so much to talk about here today. Um, all sorts of crazy Survivor stuff happening on Instagram. It's going to be a fun, a fun, fun podcast with uh, Jonathan Penner. So looking forward to uh, talking to Penner later on tonight. I hope you can check out the live Know-It-All show. It was very, very fun as well. And uh, really, really fun times right now in Rob Has a Podcast. So take care, everybody. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. And now that the show's over, don't forget to go to naturebox.com and sign up to get your free sampler box of great-tasting, healthy snacks. Forget the vending machine. Start snacking smarter with delicious treats like barbecue kettle kernels. Go to naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. That's naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P.